catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. This country has always been full of contradictions, but America has instilled in us, in our imaginations, in our emotions, a sense of exceptionalism. There's a mythology to this country. We won freedom from tyranny during the American Revolution and started building what would become the greatest nation in the history of the world. We expanded and conquered the Wild West. We built the railroads. We are the two-time winner of world wars. We won the space race and planted our American flag on the moon. World-changing technologies are invented here, the land of the free, the home of the brave. Even the biggest boosters of this American exceptionalism will also grant uh, some of the flaws, and there are some strong challengers to this exceptionalism. Reality in history is always different than a country's mythology and the stories uh, that are often told in middle school textbooks. Slavery wasn't abolished in America for almost a century after the American Revolution and only after a bloody civil war. And the rest of U.S. history has involved a racial struggle for equal rights, fair laws, and equal treatment under the law. The West was not undiscovered or unexplored before Americans settled it, and the cultural and physical conflicts with the Native Americans were lopsided and often brutal. Modern contradictions and challenges to exceptionalism extend to the modern era. Our victory in World War II was in part a factor of our technological and industrial strength. These developments, though, entrenched a military-industrial complex and gave birth to a bomb so deadly and dangerous that it caused philosophers and theologians to speculate about this meaning of a new age, an age when humans hold the technology and the capacity to destroy humanity itself. But underneath this ugliness and contradiction, the mythology of American exceptionalism remains strongest in our psyches. It's almost like a protective shield that keeps us from imagining the worst. If a war would be fought, it would be fought on other people's shores. 9-11 shook us out of this cocoon, but we knew that the military would uh, respond in full force and protect us from the next threat. We vowed to remember and never let it happen again. So while an outbreak of disease might ravage some other country, we Americans would be protected by our superior qualities. Except that we weren't. We didn't stop the disease from getting here. We didn't stop it from spreading. Our technologies haven't prevented it from shutting down our economy. For weeks now, we've watched helplessly as our society scrambles and braces itself and tries to figure out what's happening. The mythologized position of President of the United States, the position held by George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, FDR, Eisenhower, this position that is called the leader of the free world, is now held by an entertainer populist who thrives on conflict. Where does that leave us? I don't really know except for that the sense of exceptionalism for a lot of us has been shattered. The sense of protection has been shattered. We've read about the great generations of the past that led America up and out of periods of devastation, but we've never lived through it. And when we look around, we're hard-pressed to find examples of leadership that will be written about favorably in future textbooks. 
So where does that leave us? Looking around to each other for support and guidance. Looking to our neighbors for examples of heroism and courage. Staying connected virtually while we separate physically. This can also be a time of reflection and rethinking the thing we do, the things that we do as a society. It's part of the reason for this podcast. It's like we have a long time out from ordinary life. Yes, this is taking place under heightened stress, not knowing what's going to happen next, fearing for our own health, fearing for our financial security. But rediscovery can't always happen from a place of luxury and comfort. You could probably say that rediscovery rarely happens from a place of luxury and comfort. Things are being shaken from their stupor. We have no choice to coast in place, to tread water. We have to change. We have to move forward in a reshaped world. I've been reading this book called Decadent Society by Ross Douthat, who's a columnist at the New York Times. It was published uh, right before this pandemic started. Uh, The thesis in in the book, he's arguing that our success as a society It's an American society, and he would say Western society, has caused uh, our culture and society basically to be running on a a boring treadmill, characterized by a lack of innovation and newness. That's, That's what he calls decadence. Yes, we have new internet technologies, but he says we are recycling fashions, recycling movie scripts, recycling the same political philosophies and debates we've had for the past 30 years. There's nothing revolutionary going on, nothing to challenge the status quo. So we're all just vaguely yearning for something different while consuming all the modern comforts or trying to get more access to the modern comforts. The age of discovery and true invention of a revolution, according to Douthat, is over. And he speculates on what that might mean and what might happen next. But now it feels like you know, maybe it, it won't happen, but it feels like something new and different is possible. Maybe it's time to try to reconcile our traditions of individuality and freedom, which are good things. But how do you reconcile those with community, with public health, with our environment, which are also good things? So while there's nothing and absolutely nothing pleasant about a pandemic, and there's nothing pleasant or desirable about any kind of suffering or obstacle. It is in our human nature to adapt, to adjust, to rediscover, and to rebuild. I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like, yeah. I'm so dull like, yeah.